So, Pilo. Yeah. You ever kind of feel like you're a little bit out of place? You ever have that feeling? <laughs> yeah, right now I do. Yeah. So this is this is this is great. This is, this is really great. You guys, we are uh, we're we're I guess you can, we're live during this baseball game. The baseball game is going on at West Jones High School. They're playing PCS, and you will understand the the Southern Miss tie-in as we move a little bit further into the episode. Um, but yeah, so we're we're seated up here, like basically on the field. Uh, if I had a sunflower seed to spit out of my mouth, I could spit it onto the left field foul line. Um, is where yeah. Coach Sutton has his set up. Um, so it's 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 really neat, and we are glad to be here. Uh, hopefully, you can hear some of these noises coming in behind us. But man, let's uh, let's see, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and get to the show. Welcome to to the top talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk. Recording this on March the 6th from beautiful So-So-ish, Mississippi. Yeah. On the way over here, it's like So-So, Calhoun. We're in West Jones, um, so it's Laurel, but it's kind of not Laurel. Anyway, here as always, with your break from the high-resource five propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics, I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only, Patrick Lowry. What is going on, man? This is, uh, I feel like we should be doing play-by-play. I think we talked about that earlier. Uh, I mean, we have this incredible perch, and anybody that knows me knows I'm sort of a magnet for baseballs. So uh, I kind of hope that happens. Not going to lie, I'm a little nervous because it's it's just there's something about baseballs and hitting my direction. Like, I don't want the the baseball to come over here and break the laptops or anything. No. But I kind of want it to happen live and in action just so I can hear whatever, we're going like, to bleep out something like whatever noises we make or squeals that you make I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah if you hear like moaning and groaning after a loud thump you'll know that I've gotten hit again so yeah today's episode brought to you of course by 4th Street Bar and Grill always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday I think Pilo you just had yourself one of those I did um, Homestyle plate lunches. Uh, tag us on social when you go by there. Uh, a pick, a tag, and a four street check in gets you a shout out or any of this. You know, just go. Let us know you're there. Tell them you're, that you're there because of us. There we go. And you'll get a really strange look. They'll be like, "What? You're a so what?" But anyway, uh, do it. And um, and, we'll, and we'll we'll know that you guys are by there. Um, so. I t- kind of talked about it in the, in the cold open, but we, we sat down with Coach Sutton and Coach Hoffbauer. Uh, Coach Hoffbauer is over at PCS, and they're playing here tonight, so that is the Southern Miss tie-in. If you're wondering why we're at a West Jones High School baseball game in the middle of the week, um, that's why we did it. So we recorded a couple interviews with those guys uh, before we started the broadcast here. So without further ado, hope you enjoy our interviews with uh, Trey Sutton and Jared Hoffbauer. All right, uh, we're here uh, live at the West Jones PCS uh, 
I guess it's JV game right now, sitting sitting down with head coach uh, Trey Sutton, all-time hit leader at Southern Miss, and uh, you know, head coach at West Jones, and uh, won that state title for his alma mater back in 2019. So, Coach, uh, my first time out here. Uh, the ballpark looks great. Uh, what? Talk about a little bit about the facilities and kind of about what you've kind of upgraded and, and talk about you know what we're looking at right now. Yeah, we – so I got here in 2017 was my first spring, and um, we've just kind of done a little bit every year. I kind of, like when I got here, I kind of had a vision of what I wanted this place to look like a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the projects have obviously been uh, bigger than others. Um, when I played here, the press box building, our locker room was actually upstairs up there. Um, but they between the time I graduated high school and then got back here to coach uh, there's a building over here to your right that has our locker room and and weight room and batting cages in it Um, that was here when I got here but since we since I've gotten here we have put the dugouts in the ground we've um, wrapped our bleachers in tin and added a bunch of you know signage everywhere we've concreted a lot um around the ballpark that just cleans it up and makes it look look nicer and it's less for us to mow which is never a bad thing right um and then obviously the big project that we did recently was was the turf infield and skirts um all the foul territory and and the infield is turf so we never we don't have to line any lines anymore we we just kind of roll out and play. Uh, it's been great. It's been a great uh, upgrade for our facility. And then <clears throat> we uh, we just recently, right after Quis- Christmas, Christmas, had our brand new lights installed. Uh, yeah, the school great. district did that for us, and it's been an been an incredible upgrade as well. Awesome. Well, talk a little <clears throat> bit about about tonight's game. I mean, talk about uh, you know getting to play or I guess coach against. Uh, uh, Jarrett Hoffpower and and kind of uh, you know how did you guys get the get, get this game on the schedule and and kind of talk about that? Yeah, we've been trying for several years to get a little home and home together, and it just we never could find the right dates, and and it worked out this year. But <clears throat> Jarrett's a great guy, man. Um, you know he played second base uh, before I got down there. He, him and him and Shepard were the middle infield there in two thousand three and four, and had some really really good teams. Um, and I just lucked into him getting drafted when I was coming in as a freshman, which kind of gave me an opportunity immediately to try and play. Had he been there, I would have I would have learned a lot from him sitting and watching him because he was such a great player. And obviously got called up, you know, multiple times. Um, played professional baseball for for several years, and just a great dude, great baseball family. Is you know his older brother Josh. Um, right. Coached at Pearl River Community College. His dad's a high, you know Louisiana High School Hall of Famer. Over in Louisiana, was at Vidalia for a long, long time, and just have a lot of respect for his program and the way they do things. And um, you know, it's fun. It's fun to hook up and, and play with guys like that with against their teams because you know what you're getting. You know you're gonna. You know you're playing a quality ball club that does things right, and um, just fun to compete against him. So, <laughs> I think this this little bit came from Jason, but he wants me to ask who uh, who's the better hitter. I mean, can can you answer that? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> the uh, the proper answer is is probably Hoff. Um, I think he had the he had an incredible year 
I think it was in oh, I mean in oh three and oh four. I know. Right. Oh uh, four, he was just stupid. I can't remember what his numbers were, but I never had a year like that. Um, I never put together a season like he did in oh four. Um, I just, you know, a lot of my numbers. I got a chance to play early, and I just accumulated some stuff, and you know, was blessed to be able to do that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, he's. We were different hitters, I think. Um, him being right-handed and I was left-handed. Right. He, I think he hit with a little bit more power maybe than I did. Um, hit a lot of doubles. I was kind of a spread around the yard kind of guy, and uh, so we were different. But uh, if I mean, I'd probably say he's a better hitter because he that season he put together in '04 and his right. professional baseball career were pretty special. So, uh, as far as like academy versus kind of public school, is that is that more? mainstream nowadays I mean, it's obviously something that didn't happen you know several years back but is that is that becoming more popular yeah it's becoming more and more of a thing i know um you know when i was in high school we never it was all public school but you have so many good private school programs right uh pcs and we've played columbia academy already who's you know they've got some really good young players over there and um i mean you go around the jackson area jackson prep and mra and jackson academy and you know and then up north there's some really really good uh magnolia heights uh you know there's some really good teams up up that way so it it's definitely become more of a thing because we're we're searching for quality teams to play um and a lot of them fall into that category um where it, it makes both of us better playing each other and uh we both benefit from doing that so to talk a little bit about your team. Talk about this season and kind of what's happened so far and kind of what, what you have looking ahead. Yeah, so we, we always schedule really tough early on, and, you know, that's why we have PCS on the schedule. We've played Oak Grove and Madison Central and uh, Columbia Academy. And, um, you know, some. so we, we like to challenge our guys early. We're sitting at 3-2. and two. Uh, Both games we've lost have been by one run and got beat by some really good arms. Uh, so... We like our arms. We like uh, the guys that we run out there every night. We feel like they give us a chance to win. Uh, we play exceptional defense, I feel like, most nights. Um, and that's kind of what we build around. We, we want to pitch and we want to play defense um, and hit a little bit. I think uh, we, we kind of woke up. We took, a, we took a, a good step forward Saturday. We beat Madison Central 6-4, to four, scored mm. some runs off some pretty good arms. Um, so that's... Uh, I feel like this year we could go as far as our bats will take us because I feel like our arms and our defense will it will be quality enough to to get the job done and, and we've just got to continue to grow. We've still got a lot of young guys playing, um, get some guys some at bats and and learn and and just get better as the season goes and hopefully be playing our best by the time we get to May. Yeah. Well, Coach, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I appreciate uh, you inviting us out here and uh, excited about the game tonight. Yep. Thanks for all y'all do for Southern Miss. Southern Miss, to the top. All right. Uh, so Jason Bailey sitting here with uh, Coach Jared Hoffpower. Uh, you might remember Jared from back in the day playing at Southern Miss, one of the all-time great players at Southern Miss. Graduated from USM, was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2004 draft, I think. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, bounced around pro ball for a few years, now back in baseball and head coach at, at uh, PCS here in Hattiesburg. So, first off, Coach, how long have you been at PCS? Uh, this is my fifth year, I believe. Yep, fifth. Um, and 
we mentioned that you played at USM. Everybody knows that. But uh, you played second base there, um, and so did Coach Sutton, as yeah. a matter of fact. Um, reflect on your time at USM for a minute. Oh, man, um, you know, I always talk about how it's just, I mean, probably my most favorite, you know, time of my life other than obviously, you know, the wife and kids and family and stuff like that. But, man, uh, loved every minute of it, loved playing, missed playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still like to get back and watch and, uh, you know, kind of see the program continue to build. And, uh, you know, I, f- I feel like it's it's home for me. Yeah, I don't know if you could ever see it, but, you know, like we sold out of season tickets this right. year. Like yeah, you can't, that. you can't come up to the game and buy a ticket, which right. is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys laid the foundation for that. Um, so pro ball, that must have been a dream come true. Um, what was that like? I know it's different from college. Um, I've, heard, I've talked to people that went to pro ball, and not that they uh, – it's kind of a mixed bag as far as that goes. So what, what was it like for you? You know, it is different. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of similarities. Obviously, you're competing every day, which is, you know, the same thing you're doing. But, you know, early on in, in pro ball, you kind of become – you got to kind of look out for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you try to do well and, and help yourself succeed. Uh, sure. Kind of takes the team aspect part of it. I think that's why I enjoyed Southern Miss so much and the yeah. college atmospheres because it didn't matter what you did as long as you won or, you know, as long as you helped your team win. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the main focus in college. And pro ball kind of takes away that little bit, uh, kind of makes you a little selfish player, which I didn't like. But, yeah. uh, but you know, I mean, it's, you know, there's it's obviously a good time. I spent, you know, almost, what, nine, ten years doing it uh, and loved competing and, and, and loved playing. Yeah, no doubt. Um so, you're back in baseball, and it seems like you just couldn't let it go. Uh, was it a transition getting used to coaching? Like, it seems like that's a transition for a lot of players that, you know, as far as you were really good at it, mm-hmm. uh, just like when you're teaching it, I assume it's, why can't you just do it like I did it? But you were one of the all-time <laughs> greats. So talk about how how it's it's different coaching and, and trying to get your point across. It is. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're trying to take – you know, a lot of different personalities and a lot of different skill sets and, and combine them into, you know, mesh them into something that's going to help you win ball games. Um, and, you know, for me, playing, you know, you're really just focused on yourself, how you yep. make yourself better. You know, everybody else can take care of themselves. Well, now you got to kind of look out for everybody. But uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, my dad was a coach for 30-something years. I played under him. So um, it's kind of in our blood. Um, when I first got done playing, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to get into coaching, and I got into the sales world for about a year, maybe a year and a half, and realized baseball is what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of I was com- that was that was my comfort zone. So uh, that's how I kind of got back into it, and man, I've been I've been enjoying it. Awesome. Um, and we can't talk about coaching, I don't think, without at least reflecting uh, back to uh, what, what it was like playing for Coach Palmer. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure you've probably uh, used some of what you learned under coach uh, and, and how you're coaching these days, but uh, just talk yeah. about that for a little bit. I mean, you know, he's – I always look at him as a coach's type player. Um, you know, f- for me it was uh, – you know, I, I love the way he, he motivated people and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he kept you motivated. He was positive most of the time. You know, obviously there's some <laughs> times where, where uh, you know, where that changes, but um, – you know, we always look back on on mentors and things like that, and and, and you know he was he was the main guy for me. Um, I, I try to take everything he brought positive to the game and, and use it with our team. Sure thing. Um, so BCS this year, uh, what you guys got? I mean, how's the season been going so far? And, and uh, what are your expectations for the year? Ah, uh, you know, it's, it's what I tell people is that we're we're. Uh, we're, we're very talented, but we're young, you know, so we, we make some young mistakes. we got a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores playing. Um, we're just trying to clean that up a little bit, but, um, 
you know, I, th- I think the, 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 the future's bright for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some really good young talent, even in, even in, in the junior high, you know, we got some coming up. So um, this year we're just, you know, we're battling. I think we're what, four and six or something like that. Um, had some tough losses, but had some big wins in there too. So, um, you know, we're still growing, uh, still trying to kind of create our culture. And, um, you know, I, th- I think we got it moving in the, in the right direction at least. Awesome. Well, Coach, we aren't going to take up any more of your time. Um, thanks so much for coming and taking the oh, time with us. I appreciate you guys uh, having us, man. Would like to have you again in the future, like for a full-length yeah, absolutely. thing. We can absolutely, do that. Yeah. All right, awesome. well, hey, we always end it the same way. So, Southern Miss. To the top. All right, Pilo. So, I think that was your first foray into the interview world. You did a great job, man. How uh how was your talk with Sut? Yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, Trey and I are good friends, so it definitely wasn't uncomfortable or unnatural or anything. So it was really just getting to getting to kind of sit down with him and talk about Wes Jones. I know I think most of the time we're together, we're usually talking USM. So it was really neat to kind of see him in this role. Uh, again, Trey and I went to USM together, and so I've known each other for a long time, and it's really cool to kind of see the program that he's built here and and kind of get to experience together. Yeah, they got it going on here, man. This it's place awesome. is great. It's, it's tough to get here. Long fly ball down that the left is, field line, and it is oh, caught in the corner. Hey, we could do play by play. We could. That was that ball was hit. This well. could be an audition tape. <laughs> if it doesn't sound good, we'll just edit it, make it sound better, even better. So I sat down. You sat down with Sud. I sat down with Jarrett, and uh, first time that I had met him, I think. Uh, but I went to shake his hand, and he was like, "I know who you are." I was like, "What?" I hope I didn't do anything bad. <laughs> but um, but it was great for those guys to take some time. Uh, they're literally down there talking to their teams and. And hustled up to this little platform, right? <laughs> and just entertained us for a second. So, we appreciate that a lot. Ooh, a good play across the infield. Very high class baseball going on. So, as far as Southern Miss goes, we got to get into some of that. This game is going to be a little bit of a distraction for me, uh, but it's going to be a good distraction. Could not have any better weather tonight. Oh, this it's is perfect. great. What that? What happened since the last time we recorded? Uh, played some baseball, softball, basketball, golf. You know the drill. Um, also announced the football schedule. We, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yep. Um, and spring practice began. Uh, but before we get into that, we haven't done a foodie talk in a while. And Coach Sutton just gave us some – he said, you know what, you guys, I'm going to bring you out something to eat. So he, he brought us some drinks, and he brought us uh, some food out here. So why don't you talk about a little foodie talk. From West Jones High School baseball field. Yeah, Foodie Tall West Jones edition. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was like, "Hey, can I get you anything?" And 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 you know, Bumps just like, "I'll take a Coke." And I'm like, uh, "If you're giving away food, I'm gonna take some food." <laughs> so, uh, I mean, and then like five minutes later, he comes walking up with two baskets of like fries with like nacho cheese and then pulled pork on top mm-hmm. of that. I mean, pulled pork like nacho fries and. I don't think there was anything left. We both <laughs> we both knocked it out. It was they were fantastic. So yeah, I told him I didn't want anything, and then he got that, and I was like, ugh. Well, we'll eat it. Okay. It took me <laughs> took me about a minute and a half to scarf the whole thing down. I'm definitely gonna steal that for a roost item. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're definitely gonna have it out in 39. For All you sure. gotta have is a is an air fryer, and we found that plug. Yeah. Cooper found that plug last time, so we got an air fryer and just bring uh, some pulled pork. Yeah, I'll do some pulled pork, and we'll. That's we'll, kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to keep it short on, on Foodie Talk tonight, but we definitely had to highlight that. I mean, that's – I've been to a lot of high school baseball games, and I have to say that's probably one of the top items I've had, uh, you know, outside of your standard, you know, nachos, peanuts, hamburger kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. 
Heck yeah. All right. And, you know, out in the roost this week, we were talking about what we are going to do for the show, and everybody's like, well, what are you going to do for basketball? And at the time, I said, nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was bent. I was, you know, freaking South Alabama. Um, but, man, we got to because – I, 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 was, I was provided a little bit of levity by our good friend Marshant Kenny when he tweeted out, like, if anybody would have said the beginning of the year, you're going to end up 25-7 and seven and probably and going to the NIT before yep. the year started and have an outright regular season Sunbelt um, championship, we would have taken that. Oh, heartbeat, hands down. Right? Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I hate that it happened, but it did happen, so damn it, we got to talk about it. Um, but I'll tell you what, before we get to that, Talk about that season just for a second, like from your perspective, Pilo. Just you might have a lot of the same feelings that I do, and I might have laid a lot of those out already. But just I mean, think back on everything that happened from that opening game versus Delta State, all mm-hmm. the way through the ups mm-hmm. and downs and the undefeated season at home and all that. Just yeah, uh, what was that like for you? I mean, I think a lot of people that are you know. Southern Miss fans have had flashes of good basketball in Reed Green, right? Like, we all have that moment of whether you've been around a while and you remember the Metro Conference and Spoon in the 90s and 80s and, you know, like, good basketball. and Or, you know, you're more recent and you remember, you know, the late Eustacey years and the, the couple of Tyndall years and, like, that excitement in the arena. It, it, it felt like that again. And... Uh, after what we've experienced, I don't know, the decade before, uh, I, I feel like, uh, you know, if you love Southern Miss and you love Southern Miss basketball, like what we got to experience this year in Reed Green, going undefeated, the the slow climb in the city of Hattiesburg and the people around Hattiesburg, uh, starting to believe again mm-hmm. and kind of starting to get that atmosphere about, yeah, I mean, it it's real and. You could tell by the end of the year, especially down in Section G, uh, how how packed we were getting uh, down there. At the beginning so, of the season, it was it was kind of just comfortable. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was relaxing, leaning on the back bleachers, and, and at the end, I'm like, no, 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 dude, that's my seat. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> I got to get there early so I could get a T-shirt. They're giving away three thousand. You know, like it was that kind of thing. And, yeah. Um, and look, and, and who knows? I mean, I've had people that, that have told me, like, well, man, look, that was just one good year, but, I mean, there's no way you can do it. Look, I don't know if it's sustainable or not. You know, going this this route with the transfer portal and all that, I don't care. No, we had an awesome season. Yep. We just, I mean, can we not just enjoy that? Exactly. Right? It's not done. It's not done. Um, and, uh, yeah, we all wanted to go to the dance. Well, you know, we're not going. So, uh, anyway, let's, look, let's get past this South Al thing real quick. Yep. So we played South Al in the tournament. Led by a point at halftime, lost this game 78-61, which is a little misleading, I think. We're in the game most of the time. Uh, I want to say it was tied with, like, eight minutes to go, and then, like, two minutes later we were down, like, 15. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Um, uh, We just can't crack the code against these guys. Uh, And I've I've used the analogy as to USM Baseball – when do you remember when we beat Ole Miss like ten or twelve times in a row in baseball? We weren't that much better than Ole Miss, right? Just like South Alabama is not that much better than us. Uh, probably very comparable. We just can't freaking beat them. Um, so anyway, it is what it is. Uh, how South Alabama lost nine games in the Sun Belt this year is just beyond me. 
Um, but as far as this game itself, uh, Denazia Harris had a damn good game. Really good game. Yeah. I, 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 right at a double-double at halftime. Yeah. Uh, ended up with 18 points, 12 rebounds. Hase scores 18. Crowley scores 13. One big factor in this game was Neftali Alvarez didn't play. We, we started to get word of it maybe an hour before tip-off. Uh, th- there was rumors started to go around that um, that he wasn't in shoot-around, that, uh, that he was trying to dribble a ball in a hallway. So that's not good, uh, especially when you play somebody that's guard-driven like South Alabama is with, with, the, with the little point guard that they have. Um, and Mo did his best, man. Crowley even handled some point guard duties. But right. That was, uh, that was a very big thing. Uh, we actually out-rebounded South Alabama 34-26, to which is not easy to do. Um, I hate we couldn't play them at full strength. Um, it might not have mattered. I don't know. But it would have been like nice to have all of our good players playing. So I was mad. I was bent. I was convinced we were going to lose that baseball game that day, like 15 to nothing. Um, <laughs> right. And <laughs> anyway, what, what, what were your thoughts on that game? If you, yeah. if you want to go back over Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go in that in depth. I mean, my, my nephew had a birthday party. We were at Hub Lanes doing some bowling. And uh, so I was kind of, you know, uh, chasing kids and watching the game. And hello. Uh, okay, we're good. That ball was sort of close, but not really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was like had the phone going, would bowl a little bit. It's like, all right, we're in this. We get like a five-point lead, and, you know, everybody knows how it ended. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it sucks. But, again, I think going back to what, how we started this segment, like you got to look at the big picture. Um, and, and I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So, um, yeah, it stinks and it burns and it hurts, and I'd love to be in the dance and, and get a bracket and put Southern Miss all the way to the end. Like, that's my favorite thing to do when we make it, uh, to do, like, 20 brackets and, you know, have Southern Miss going all the way. And um, But, you know, the NIT, I think, is, is good for our program, especially if it's local, if we can if we can host a game or, or go deep in that. I think um, I think it's good for the program. It's good for, you know, for the guys. And so um, – I mean, that's kind of where I'm at at it. You know, it's it's over with. It's done. I've, I've kind of put it behind me. And Well, let's talk about how this bracket was – or shook out. And I don't, I just didn't notice, I don't think, when we were laying out the bracket last week that I knew we got the double bye. I knew Alabama got the single bye. Right. I did not realize that they got to play Citadel, then play us. So they did have to play one game before us, but that's basically a practice. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, then you get to Citadel, so our first time on the court, and I heard Ladner talking about it. Wow. I heard Ladner talking about it in uh, in the post game, and I can see how that's looked at as being made an excuse, but we can we at least just it, let's talk about it for a second. I mean, it, it is an advantage to, to know, to be in the, in the new arena, to be able to, to get shots up, um, in a real game environment, sure, and then rest an entire day, and then play a team that's doing that for the very first time. If you look at it that way, let's just say South Alabama would have played App State, uh, like, like say they would have played us the first day, and Al- App State the second day. Who's a very, it was a worse team. They'd have beat App State by forty, right? You know. So <laughs> right. anyway, that's over with. You mentioned the NIT. We're, we're guaranteed a spot in the NIT. I've heard some rumors is possibly going to be Mississippi State. I don't know. I don't know if there's any validity to that. Mississippi State could still win a game or two in the SEC tournament and probably get an at-large bid. Sure. Uh, if that doesn't happen, that would be really cool. Um, 
and if I think at that point it's 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 we kind of uh, as far as who's hosting, you have to bid for it, right? And we've always been really good at bidding for those kind of things. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely I think we have a lot in our favor with attendance and, and everything like that this season. So I think the bid is uh, shoe in. Um, I've also heard that it could be at Liberty. Oh yeah, I'd love to go there again. Well, love to. Uh, they've got a little bit of something to say about that, I think. You know, like we beat them the first time around. I don't know if we would be so fortunate this time. But either way you look at it, man, we're still talking about basketball. It's their only loss this year at home, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's like March what? March sixth, March seventh, March sixth, and we're right. still talking about basketball. So that's a positive. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Anytime you're talking about basketball in March, it's a good thing. All right, what about the Lady Eagles? You want to get us caught up? Yeah. On that? So Lady Eagles, uh, you know, finished the finished the season twenty-one and 10, 13 and five in conference. So I mean, came you know coming into the tourney, they had I think we talked last week they they had won those last five games. It was really hot. Uh, had some ups and downs this year, but really came in to our own late. Earned a share of that Sun Belt regular season title as well, and got the three seed. So, uh, first game after that double bye was against number eleven seed Arkansas State, and we won seventy nine seventy two. Very close game, back and forth. Uh, as we've done a lot this year, used a, a killer third quarter to kind of propel the Lady Eagles ahead. They outscored the Lady Red Wolves twenty three fourteen in that third quarter. Four players finished in double figures for Southern Miss. Dom Davis with 22, 5, and 8. Uh, Lauren Gross with 12, two blocks, a steal, and four of six from behind the arc. Wow. Uh, Malaya Grayson goes 11 and 14. Uh, and Rose Warren was filling it. She had 10 points going three for three uh, from deep. So, uh, Uncharacteristically for the for Lady Eagles, only were 13 and 21 from the free throw line. So a normal night definitely would have had this as a double digit victory. Uh, and so moving ahead, um, Lady Eagles facing the number two seed Texas State. So lost lost this one. This one was tough. 85-57. Lady Eagles were were down 2011 um, after the first quarter, battled back to within. Uh, 22 points in the second quarter, but Texas State kind of goes off and, and, and makes everything. I, th- I had a little bit of that, and they had that one guard that would kind of dribble it. I mean, she was like NBA three and just cranking them, you mm-hmm. know. And um, So they outscored Southern Miss 18-5. to um, But Dominique Davis finished with 20 points, Femi with 11 rebounds. Lady Eagles kind of went cold a little bit from behind the arc, only going 3-19 from the three-point range. Um, Nasha Hood for Texas State had a – she was a handful. She scores 30 in just 31 minutes of play and went 12 of 19 from the field and 5 of 6 from behind the three. So just one of those things where you kind of have to tip your hat um, and heck of a you know accomplishment to, to make it this far. So You know, when Rose is making her three-pointers, yep, she's in the Rose Garden. <laughs> I like it. And when she's not, I guess that means that whoever Hood, man, I guess she was in the Rose Garden. <laughs> That's like a game. But no, a great season for the Lady Eagles as well, and I guess they're going to the NIT. Yeah. Um, I guess we're still kind of waiting to see how all that shakes out, but both teams will end up uh, probably in definitely in postseason play and more than likely in the in the NIT. So that's pretty cool. And so I guess that's as far as basketball goes, that's it. Any updates tonight on South Alabama? Have they finished yet? Yeah, Do we know t- that? Let me take a look real quick. Because I know everybody would like to hear the updates on 
actually, if we could find out if South Alabama lost, that would be fantastic. But the game's probably still going on. I'll start off with baseball until we get to that. Yep. Baseball, 8-3 and three on the year. We previewed the Dallas Baptist series last week. Dallas Baptist is good. They came into the weekend at seven wins and only one loss. Uh, that loss was to, was to a top 10 ranked TCU team in extra innings. So Dallas Baptist is good, right? They're this close to being undefeated on the season. Yeah, you so I mean? update on basketball right now as we're recording. Louisiana is up 49-46 with 12 minutes in the second half. So it's a close one as far as the championship game in the Sun Belt. Great. Good deal. We'll keep an eye on that. So this baseball thing, yeah, uh, so Dallas Baptist. I mean, so with Southern Miss, we didn't know what we had. The first weekend, yeah. pitching looked great. We were like, told you, we ain't got any pitching problems. <laughs> you know, we know we've lost nine pitchers and six to the draft, and one that trader went to Florida. But anyway, we were like, whatever, a lot we of still freshmen. got this. And then we pounced on UNO, and then we go. Th- th- then we have the, the series versus Illinois, and we are like, okay, well. Maybe we maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Right. But I still think we're okay. Then we go to Pearl and play Mississippi State, and just walk the world. Mississippi State did the same thing. But I started thinking to myself, I don't know what the hell we got. <laughs> yeah, know? it was a mess. Yeah. Um. So then coming in this Dallas Baptist series, being so early in the year, you knew that if no matter what happened, that the season could still come back uh, if it went poorly. Uh, and, but poorly it did not go. Um, swept. Swept the Patriots. And I saw this on Twitter again. I, I can't verify this 100%. It was the first time they've been swept since 2018. Yeah, I don't do that much research. I don't either, but, like, that's an incredible <laughs> stat if that's accurate. I mean, yeah. just to think about that kind of a program that hasn't been swept in four years. If I can do the math. Uh, yeah, going on five years. So uh, It's a lot. That's impressive. They don't get swept often. Right. So... Game one, Friday, March the 5th. We mm-hmm. won this game 4-3. to three. Uh, The game was over before I knew it. Two hours and 20 minutes long. Um, so I guess that that get your butt in the box in eight seconds or whatever the deal is and throw pitches and I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, that's got something to do with it. And, and, and our pitching probably has something to do with it as well. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, Sutter Miss scores four in the second inning. Dallas Baptist scores three in the sixth inning, and that was all. That was it. Yep. Um, each team with seven hits apiece. Etzel went two for five with a triple. Wilkes, two for four. He's on a tear this year. He had a bomb. Tanner Hall, he had something to do with that two hours and 20 minutes, too. Uh, six innings pitched, three runs, two earned, six Ks, one walk, 94 pitches. Very efficient night. Cross Sively. Correct. Looked great. <laughs> In relief, he goes two and a third, five Ks, zero earned runs, zero walks. Justin Storm came in for the save. Two-thirds of an innings pitched. Um, I thought they were going to let Cross finish that one out, but Storm yep. comes in yep. and uh, gives up one hit, no walks, and gets the save. Uh, the story of the night was pitching. Uh, walks hurt us previously, not tonight. And offensively, I thought the Eagles looked a little bit better. Uh, only four runs, but looked locked in up there to me. Looked in attack mode. Looked like, you know what, damn it, we're ready to not be bad. Right. You know, just had that look about them. Uh, only four strikeouts on the night, too. So, hey, put the ball in play. Just good things will, will happen if you just keep putting the ball in play. Um, we know that we need more offensively. We got a little bit of that as the series went on, and we know we needed Sarge to figure it out. But what were your thoughts after that 
opening game versus yeah. Dallas Baptist. I mean, impressive. Uh, I think Tanner Hall seemed more like Tanner Hall. Um, he really had some command early and and lots of you know some strikeouts and uh, looked really good. Uh, this too was was uh, we had kind of hinted at something happening in the roost and all that. Come out and see it, and I think everybody's probably seen it by now. But the the rally bike visors that that we did. So we passed those out uh, Friday night and got us some really good feedback on those. And it was a fun project to kind of work on. So, um, yeah, no, feeling good at this point in the weekend, you know, obviously I think we can improve still uh, hitting and, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. It was one of those, like after that five and a half hour game, right? This one goes two twenty. Uh, I was actually down, down at the John Smith and them's uh, spot uh-huh. And we kind of caught that fly ball to end it, and I thought that was the end of the eighth. I thought we still had another inning, and then the horn blows, and I'm like, oh, this one's over. Uh, so right. I just I didn't think it was that – You know, I thought we still had more time. So, uh, yeah, so obviously feeling good after Friday night. Game two, Saturday, March 6th, won this game 2-1. to one. Five quick innings, then Dallas Baptist decided to pitch their entire roster. Uh, they threw six guys. Three of those guys threw less than ten pitches. And can we talk about this for just a second? This Let's is not my idea, but with all of this, you know, get the batter in the box, and the pitcher's got 20 seconds to throw it, and it's basically a shot clock, or a, uh, like the clock uh, in football, right. which I'm not against any of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel like when I played, I was one of the guys that adjusted my um, wrist, or my, uh, my batting gloves, or wristbands, or anything. Or I didn't call time when I got in the box, and I know all that can slow stuff down, but... Here is the idea that I stole from Doug Gottlieb when I listened to Doug Gottlieb's show. I love it. His idea was to just eliminate warm-up pitches. We've got all these, you know, there was times where they would bring in a lefty. He would throw three pitches to a lefty, and you'd walk or get out or get a hit or whatever it was. So when he came in, he got his eight warm-up pitches. After he'd been already warming up in the bullpen. Right. And then they brought in a new guy. I want to say it happened like four times in an inning. Yeah. As far as taking the starter out and then adding three more guys. Every one of those guys got all this time. Can we just get away with that? Can you imagine a scenario where you, if it's a, if it's a, um, let's, say, let's say a football game, and Coach Hall like puts in a new wide receiver and like, hold up, guys, uh, we're gonna let this guy get a few routes in, you know, or a basketball where, <laughs> right. wait a minute, wait, 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 let's get a few free throws up, a few shots from the elbow. You yeah, know, it doesn't happen anywhere else. So, no. if you outside of injury, I'll, 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 I'll say it under that caveat. Outside of injury. Why the hell are we doing warm-up pitches? Yeah, if, if the goal is to speed up the game, you, you have to look at where you're spending the most time outside of playing, right? And so they're like, all right, well, the batters are taking too long. Well, obviously that's not the case. If, if, if a team is throwing 10 pitchers, and like you said, they have eight pitches, that's 80 pitches being thrown a in a game <laughs> when everybody at this, that point is probably like, yeah. They've already thrown in yes. the pen. yes. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I I would like to do that. I would like to, to get rid of warm up pitches. That's um that's what I would like to do. Back to the game. Sutter Miss was down one to nothing in the fourth. Reese Ewing then hit a dinger to left center. Yep. Um, that was all we needed, right? Uh, Matt Adams started, looked good. Seven and a third, really four good. hits, one earned run, was in command all night. Eleven Ks, two strikes. That looks like a Tanner Hall line. From last year. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good line. And 105 pitches, so it's a very efficient night. Um, Coach Barry and Coach Ostrander are still piecing together the bullpen. 
It seems as far as what the roles are mm-hmm. out of the bullpen. Tyler Martin got two outs. Armstead got an out, then hit a batter, brought in Storm, got his third save of the year on the final two outs. Uh, both strikeouts, by the way. Um, I don't I don't know about that closer role yet. I, I, I like what I've seen out of Storm. I'm not, I'm not positive that he's he's your typical. Um, he doesn't throw it a thousand miles an hour. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't have crazy stuff like Nick Sandlin, but he is like six eight or something. So at that angle that he that he has with that fastball coming straight down, that's got to be difficult. Right. Um, so we'll see. But he's looked good so far this year. Uh, speak. And as far as the pitching goes for the Golden Eagles, we struck out fourteen Patriots um, on the day. Ooh. First hit. First hit for either team. Nice, very nice hit. Ooh. High school baseball is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of high school baseball, and, and Wes Jones, Dustin Dickerson, uh, the only Golden Eagle with two hits on Saturday. He continues to, I think I want to say he's hitting around 360 so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be noted that, that Russo got the start at first base as, as Sarge is still just trying to figure it out, man. Um, and we know we're going to need some offense out of that first base spot. Uh, we also know that Sarge was just too good to just lose it completely, right? Slumps happen. Yep. We don't know why. It's kind of like getting a virus. You don't know how you got it. You're not really sure why it left. But then there you are, right? <laughs> so um, so anyway, what were your thoughts uh, after that second game? Yeah, I mean, it, huge. Like, you know, the, uh, we all remember what this team did to us last year. I mean, obviously circumstances were different. We're at their place, crazy weather, double cold, header, that double thing, header, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it just, but it came as a shock. Like we were hot, or uh, we were, you know, we were rolling, and then just to go get swept was a big deal. And so everybody kind of had that kind of sour taste in their mouth a little bit. And so big win Friday, and, and then to go ahead and, and clinch, you know, the series win was huge. Uh, everybody's like, okay, like we're, you know, and obviously basketball wasn't great. And so to get this win and um, made me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I could not have been any lower. Yeah. Before this game started. This is true. Hey, I want to bring up something else. We have been talking about, you know, the, the, the pitches and slowing down the game. And another thing that I hate is the replays. I just don't like it. They don't seem to get it right. If, right. if every time we did it, we ended up getting it right, uh, then, then, um, I guess I would be more on board with it, but it takes forever. Uh, There's times where Mazza was out there on Sunday. He was having to throw pitches, like 15 pitches, just waiting. Right. You know? Yeah. So, but but as far as the replays go, um, I had uh, our good friend Dr. Royals. Yeah. Let me know. He said, "Look, I said don't forget that replay. We actually benefited from it on Saturday." I was like, "What do you mean?" He said he wasn't sure what the score was. Uh, at the time, but they had first and third with one out, hit into a double play to end the inning. It was ruled and out on the field. They went to replay and took forever, and they came back out, and the call stood. So that saved a run, which would have been their second run. We won the game 2-1. to one. Right. So I, I guess you can say we benefited from it, but that was the call on the field. And it seems to be that's a lot of the case. Is yeah. They make the call. Yep. And then they come back after, like, forever. Right. And everybody's cold and kind of losing interest, and they're like – yeah, we're going to stay with that one. Well, and I think a lot of times, like, at least uh, in a lot of facilities, it's probably like they, they just don't have the oh. angle, right? Oh, that's not us. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't have the camera angle to be able to see exactly. So, like, we're just going to go with what 
but I, I, if you've ever watched the Southern Miss production, it is one of the top elite uh, as far as camera angles and production and high quality and value as far as a college baseball game production uh, from from a nerdy tech person's yeah, so uh, point of view. It's it kind is, of our jam at Southern Miss. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so well done. So, like, you can't use the excuse of we didn't have the angle because – we had the angle. So it just seems like nine times out of ten, they're just going to go with that original. But they're just going to kill everybody's you know, momentum and, and time. That's hit hard. Might be out of here. Nope. Yep. Um, I, hey, let me ask you this about and, and if anybody knows the answer to this, I don't know it. Let me give you an example about how replay would just – I don't know what you would do. Let's say you had runners on second and third. Mm-hmm. And there is a ball hit right down the line, and it's called foul. Okay. By a blade of grass, right? Runners on second, third now. They go and they look at it. They come back out. They say the ball hit the line. What do you do with the runners? <laughs> do you just assume uh, that guy at second scores? Who knows? He might have tripped over not. the back. No. What do you do with the guy? Is that a double? What do you do? There's probably an answer that I don't know about. Maybe there that's is. A, maybe that's not a reviewable call, but that's a pretty damn big call to not have reviewable if that's the case. Right. It's doesn't, almost, this, doesn't this all – and I'll give our, our friend Reagan, we were having the same conversation today. He said, doesn't this sound like we're talking about football? It really does. <laughs> like mean, It's, it's like, the they, you know, that early whistle, and they, like you get a turnover and they blow it dead. It's like, well, just let them score. Like run to the end zone yeah. just in case they're like – we got it wrong. Uh, so, it feels so, like that. So in that scenario, what you would probably do as an umpire is you would call it fair. Right. Let it play out. Yep. Even if you think you should have called it foul. Now you're making a call for the umpire based on a rule. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Where were we? Sunday? Yeah, heading into Sunday. Sunday. Okay, yeah. game three, Sunday, March 7th. Swept. Uh, offense got going a little bit, man. I'm going to call this game the return of Sarge. Two for four, two home runs, and four RBIs. Uh, hopefully the slump's gone. Um, he busted out of it with, with some authority on Sunday. Um, I want to say he was dropped down to the eight hole. I think he, he dropped to seven, and then he dropped out of the lineup completely. And I want to say he was an eight hole on mm-hmm. Sunday. I could be wrong. Um, Sutter Miss roughed up Dallas Baptist starter Bryson Hammer, who's got a really awesome name. That's a really cool name, Bryson Hammer. But uh, Solid. Yeah. So Sutter Miss had five, eight, hit, eight hits and five runs off of Hammer. Nico Mazza settling into that Sunday role. Looked great. Um, six innings pitched, five hits, seven Ks. He did walk four guys. He got to clean that up a little bit. But it's not like he was messing up the backstop, you know. Right. It, 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 he was squeezed a little bit. But like to see that cleaned up just a hair. But a good outing for your Sunday guy, nevertheless. Trahan, Chase Adams, and Middleton closed it out after Nico. So Dallas Baptist man comes in seven and one on the season, uh, and leaves the Pete at seven and four. Feels really good. Uh, three Golden Eagles did have multiple hits. Dickerson again, shocker. Uh, Wilkes and Sargent with two hits apiece. So yep. hey, those three names right there. If we can have Dickerson, Wilkes, and Sargent being our mentions on the podcast a lot, we're probably gonna have a pretty good day. Moving on. Yep, I think we're moving on to. Uh... Polls, right, yeah. Yeah, you updated these polls because I was working I did, it. but the the NCBWA, I cannot find that one anywhere. It's weird. They updated it. We'll just skip it. Yeah. We're, you, we're, 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 just whatever we were last week. Yeah, so um, 
obviously a great weekend, um, and so the the polls all came out today at different times. So I kind of was checking back and forth. But so previously we were 25 in Baseball America, moved up to 22. Uh, D1 Baseball they kind of kept the same, 25 to 22. Uh, the coaches poll, we were right outside at 26 uh, last week and moved up to 24 this week. And, uh, again, College Baseball Nation. It's so weird. I just, I, 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 I'm starting to regret adding them to the list. I think it's on here for comedy at this point because, again, like we were eight. We lose two games to Illinois. We drop to 38. We sweep a team who's seven and one, and we go from 38 to 32. Um, you know, they also have Mississippi State, I think, ranked 40th. It's like kind of right behind us. So anyway, yeah, it makes no sense. Let's just at this point we'll keep them in there the entire season. Yeah, just to see common. how funny it gets. Um, next up for the Golden Eagles, we're at Ole Miss uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, March seventh at six thirty p.m. Um, Ole Miss fresh off the game where they just totally screwed La Tech, found a loophole. Their record's ten and two, kind of. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, they played La Tech in a two-game midweek series. LaTeX won the first game. The second game, they tried. LaTeX, I think, tried to get them to to start it a little bit early because they knew the weather was coming in. Well, the weather comes in. Ole Miss had the lead through five innings. When the sixth inning, LaTeX scored two times, and and then while they were batting, they called the game. They waited around forever. Ole Miss did not tarp the field, by the way. Um, And then when they came back, uh, they said, you know what, it's too late. We can't start it. The field's not in good shape. And by the way, we were in, we were winning the last completed inning, so we win. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I just, I, just it's, I don't like either one of these teams. I don't either. I hate them both with every fiber that I have. But how can you? Know, it's just how how Ole Miss is that of them to do? Yeah, to find a loophole, lawyer boy, real cool. Um, but so anyway, we go to Ole Miss tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, there's no rain in the forecast because I know that's going to work out. And then we have a home series versus Valparaiso. Um, Valpo currently 6-3 and three on the season, probably more of a basketball school. I'm like 90% sure they're in Indiana. Yeah, they are. And, um, and I looked we... at their website today, and they have the old Illegal Eagle uh, on their baseball schedule. Just kind of looking at their <laughs> looking at their record and or like you know their schedule and kind of how they've done so far this year. And uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked to see that on the website. But anyway, what about softball, bro? Yeah, so man, softball is uh, continuing to impress. Uh, I've got to get over there and watch some softball. We got to. We got to. Um, so they're sitting at 14-3. and three. Again, um, had a really tough week this week. Uh, so we played at uh, – first game was at uh, – was Wednesday, uh, March 1st. Uh, we played number nine, Alabama. Um, and this game was really a lot closer than the score kind of indicated. Uh, it was 0-0 for a long time. Uh, ended up losing 5-0 to, uh, to Alabama. Morgan Linestock got the ball for Southern Miss. She goes four and two thirds with five hits, five runs, four earned, uh, two Ks, and four walks. Uh, Jaina Lee came in in relief. She threw one. She's my favorite player. <laughs> one and one third. Uh, yeah, I mean she does it on both sides. I mean she pitches, she hits home runs. Like that's awesome. Uh, one hit, no no runs, two Ks. Lady Eagles only managed two hits. Uh, Montana Fouts was 
On for Alabama, she had 10 Ks and six innings of work. Lady Eagles only allowing six hits, so held our own against a, a top 10 team, which is great to see. Uh, offensively, Lady Eagles struck out 12 times to only four for Alabama. Game was very close, one nothing, uh, when they kind of had a big three-run homer in the fourth. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough game, but again, we watched a lot of this one, and um, I thought they played very well against a, a top ten team. So, uh, the I seventy five challenge was next up uh, in Atlanta. So, uh, Lady Eagles played on March third, Friday, against Kennesaw State and won four two. And if I'm thinking correctly, okay, I thought that was coming to us. Uh, <laughs> had to pause there for a second. I think that is uh, uh, Kennesaw. Uh, Kennesaw is uh, Shirley Hill's daughter, right? Megan Hill, that was in the the Hall of Fame that we went to. Remember the? Don't give me line. The uh, not only was that a long time ago. The M Club Hall of Fame. She was inducted. I'm pretty sure she coaches at Kennesaw. So anyway, it's if not, if not, I'll looked up, you, know, you know, like an hour ago. Yeah, I'll cut this out if uh, <laughs> if I'm wrong. But uh, anyway, just a thought. Uh, Lady Eagles uh, had to sit out through some bad weather. Finally, got it going around 7 p.m. Uh, thunderstorms and tornadoes were all around the area. Um, but Lady Eagles won four to two. So Southern Miss scores one in the first, one in the second, two. Uh, in the six for the 4-2 victory, never trailed in the game. Morgan Linestock improves to six and two on the season. Another complete game. She pitched seven innings, gave up four hits, two earned, 12 Ks, and only two walks. So hum. <laughs> I mean, impressive. Uh, Jaina uh, Lee had two hits, one of which was a triple. Uh, Lauren uh, Lorna Agrin. Agrin goes two for three with two runs scored. Uh, Caroline Worrell knocked in two runs. And the attendance for this one, buckle up, 50. Uh, so uh, that moves nice us. Nice round number. Yeah. That movie, that movement moves us on to uh, Georgia Tech game on Saturday. This one was uh, obviously close. Lost this one one nothing. So scoreless until the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Jaina gives up a double, and the runner went to third on error and scored on a wild pitch. So... Uh, the dynamic duo of Lee and Linestock pitch great. Lee started and Linestock finished. This is a tough one. Uh, anytime you lose one, you know, one nothing is, is, is tough. Lady Eagles still pre- sitting pretty as we inch toward conference season and a stout Sunbelt schedule. But uh, these are some solid teams that we're playing and really kind of uh, doing pretty well against them. So mm-hmm. uh, another Ivy League school coming up. So <laughs> on Saturday we play – we you know, beat Yale earlier in the season and now we're – uh, beat Brown, so beat Brown six to three. Lady Eagles uh, score one in the second. Brown goes up by a run, scoring two in the third and one in the fourth. And then Southern Miss erupts for five runs in the bottom of the fifth to secure the victory. Uh, Natalie Taylor led off the second inning with a home run and her fourth of the season. Uh, Brown kicked it off, kicked it around a little bit in the fifth, and Southern Miss took advantage, uh, scoring the majority of the runs in the day in that inning. So. Uh, Natalie Taylor, the only Lady Eagle with two hits. Jaina uh, goes one for three with a home run. Paige Kilgore and Morgan Leistock split the duties in the circle. And pay, uh, Kilgore started, went three and a third, giving up three earned runs, four Ks, and Leistock the rest of the way with three and two-thirds, zero earned runs, and six Ks. Again, they're rolling. Uh, yeah. Impressive stuff under Coach Poole. 
gonna have to gonna have to be impressive with this Sun Belt schedule, man. Lots of good teams. Louisiana's awesome. Um, there, there's lots of good teams in the Sun Belt. So, but I don't know. I I I, I can't say that I saw it coming. <laughs> you know, I yeah. don't keep up with the, with the women's uh, sports as much as I do the men's sports. But we've had a lot of turnover here lately. We've you know it seems like every time we turn around we got a different softball coach. Um, and I heard great things about Coach Poole. But it's not like she had, like, a, you know, the best record coming into this season. But, right. man, she has just, just killed it. Uh, you, it's, it's hard to argue with, with what we're looking at on the softball field over there. So, whoa, that, that could be out of well. here. And oh. off the wall. Yeah, PCS is up one nothing, and there was a, a double there. So, starting to see a little bit of offense after two kind of uh, shutout innings. And no balls hit towards us yet, man, which is good. I'm loving that. Okay, man. Football. Yeah. So we teased it last week. Everybody's seen the schedule, I think. Looking forward to this season. We're always looking forward to football, especially coming off the year we had last year. And it's still a long way to go, but spring practice has started. You know, we're starting to see those interviews outside of the uh, outside of the, the practice facility across the street every day. Um, Coach Hall just spitting out one-liners and, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting everybody in the palm of his hand there. He's just so good at everything that he does. Uh, but, yeah, man, look at, look at this schedule. We could almost be an improved team and, and maybe not maybe not have as, as, as good of a record or, or maybe not see the improvement in the record column that I think that people are looking forward to seeing. You know, fans. I mean, we don't win every game. You look at the schedule and you're like, whatever. Yeah. We can win every one of them. You know, which, you know, that, that's not easy to do. Uh, it's going to be a challenging schedule. Two midweek games versus ULL and, and, and South Alabama. Uh, we do get Tulane at the Rock. We got ODU for homecoming. And we go to Mississippi State this year. But just running through it real quick. So, one of, and one of those yeah. midweeks being a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you got to have it, let's have them on the road and let's have it drivable. Yeah, I'm I, glad I, it's I'd close. I'd much rather – I mean, we still got I'll our six there. home games at the Rock. Yeah. You know, so it's – I don't it, – it's, it's, it's a money grab, right? Yeah, uh, got For an ESPN game. It's, uh, it's close. And it's not a home game that we had to give away a Saturday. And so it's October. Should be decent weather. kind of like a three yeah. for three for me. Uh so we start off September 2nd. Uh, we have Alcorn State at home. Then we go to Florida State in Tallahassee on September 9th. September 16th, home versus Tulane. That's going to be awesome. Yep. September 23rd, away, Arkansas State. The 30th rounds out September games. We are at home versus Texas State. So, so far, we have a home, away, home, away, home. And that's five games in September. It's good. It's going to be a little hot. It's going to be a little toasty. But that is five games. Holy it, smokes. It's, yeah, it just happens to hit five wow. Saturdays. That I guess we're going to have five shows that that month. We're going to have to up our feet. <laughs> okay, after, Prepare uh, yourself, yeah. fall football sponsor. <laughs> after uh, September, October 7th, uh, still don't have a week off. Wow. Homecoming, yeah. So homecoming straight in, six mm. games in a row. That ball might be out of here. Well, PCS is just not going to cover off <laughs> They the really are. Sutton's never going to invite us back. Man. All right, so October the 7th, Saturday, homecoming versus Old Dominion. Then we finally have a bye week. Okay, there we go. So October 7th and nothing the following. Well, 
No, well, that's what, well, we don't have anything. We don't have weekend, anything that Saturday. We play the Tuesday. But then the Tuesday, so it's ten days in between. At there. South Alabama, yeah. a little bit of a break, not the huge bye break. That comes after the South Alabama game. After the South Alabama, we do. So we have nothing in between October the seventeenth versus South Alabama in Mobile. We don't play again until we are at App State in Boone on October the twenty eighth. That's going to be that is a time for us all to take a breath. Yes. During during that break right there. Yeah. Um, that is a whole lot of football in a row. We're probably going to need it. Uh, God forbid we have any injuries. or but Things are going to start nagging at that point. And I guess if you're not going to have a bye until a certain time, that might be okay. That's maybe 60% of the way through the schedule. Yep. Maybe not right in the middle, but maybe yep. 60% of the way. Okay, then on November 4th, home game versus Louisiana-Monroe. November 9th, away at... Louisiana, ULL. November 18th, away at Mississippi State. Okay, so this Mississippi State thing. In, in, in my recollection, we never have these games late in the year. Never. Uh, and, and, and they don't really have these games late in the year. I, I, I've seen SEC teams have cupcakes towards the end of the year. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe they're thinking that we are the cupcake. I'm not sure. But uh, th- these games are made a few years ahead of time, so we, we, we've been down. Yep. So maybe they did go ahead and, and fit it in. I don't think we're a cupcake anymore. Uh, but it's going to be nice to have that game. November 18th, good weather in, in Starkville. I don't love going to SEC games. If i got to pick one of the two sisters up north to probably entertain the idea of going to, I'd probably take State of Ole Miss just because I, I, I don't, they don't tend to irritate me quite as much as the, as the Rebels do. Um, and then we close out the schedule at home versus Troy. That's going to be a big game. Very last game of the season. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Having Troy, I mean, they're top dog right now uh, in the conference. So having them at the very end of the year at the Rock, hopefully coming off a, a game where we had a good showing, maybe even a victory over, I mean, heck, we got Louisiana, Mississippi State in a row, and then Troy at home. So, that, I mean, you know, it, it has the makings of, outside of those two midweek games where I know everybody's just going to have their opinions on it, but um, – it has the makings of, of a not only a challenging schedule, but one that, you know, if you can do some good and the ball bounces your way a couple times, then, you know, it could be one of those crazy historic seasons we'll talk about for, you know, for years to come. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a good one. Um, again, like, I, I think that bye comes at the right time. Like, we have, we have 10 days in between that Old Dominion game and the Tuesday South Alabama game. And then we have 11 days after the South Alabama game before that App State game. So it's kind of a right time, 60% in, where uh, can kind of pause, get some guys healthy, and, and, and kind of attack the end of the schedule. Because, again, like you said, we go uh, Monroe, uh, Louisiana, State, Troy. So uh, it it's, it's definitely doesn't get any easier in the second half for sure. But, uh, again, like – Excited, uh, you know, spring ball kind of gets that little bit, and then we'll hit the hit the summer, and then, and then it'll be here before we know it. No doubt. Also in football news, Sutter Miss announced a home series with Memphis. The blocking blue game will be back again. So we just rekindled the the battle for the bell with Tulane. Yeah, we're gonna do it. that every now and then. Love it. Uh, the Memphis thing coming back. I love that too. Uh, so 2027, it's a while. 2027, we're at Memphis. 2030, we'll be at The Rock. 
So, so Foodie Talk 2027 Memphis Barbecue Ooh. Edition. Buckle up. Nice. So are you going? Are you going? Are you going rendezvous there? No, no, not rendezvous. No, I haven't been to Memphis in a while, but that was kind of the spot. I mean, rendezvous is, is is pretty good. I'm a I'm more of a central barbecue. Okay. Uh, but I tell you what, who the sleeper is, and it's actually right outside of Memphis. It's in uh, South Haven. Is Memphis Barbecue Company. And if you've ever had it, it's right there on the interstate coming into Memphis uh, in South Haven. Uh, it, to me, is stellar uh, as far as ribs. But anyway, another time. Yeah. Uh, also in Southern Miss football news, Jason Brownlee just com- uh, competed or, or performed at the NFL Combine. Yeah. And I've got his numbers. I got these numbers. There might be more numbers. That I don't know. I didn't get his height and weight and all that. But I got these numbers. So his 40-yard dash, he ran it at 4.59. That was 37th out of 43 wide receivers. Um, 10-yard split, 1.52, which came in 14th out of the 43 wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Vertical, 39.5, is 5th out of 40 wide receivers, so I guess some people didn't jump. And broad jump, he came in at 10 feet 11 inches. That was 7th of 42 wide receivers. So of those numbers right there, the only one he came in a, a little far down the list was was the 40-yard dash, which is kind of a big one. I get it. But I, look, he's he's a high-point guy. He's a physical guy. He's, yep. I mean, I don't think Keyshawn Johnson ever won a whole lot of four-yard dashes, you know. Um, no. And, and that some of these numbers, too, they, especially the, the vertical and the broad, as long as he is, as long as his arms are, uh, th- those are things that people look at. And who knows? He might sneak into the draft. He's projected as an undrafted free agent right now. Um, whoever gets him is going to get a worker, and they're going to get a guy who's going to go out there and give it their all, and who's going to be able to create some mismatches out there. And uh, so, you know, good on Jason. Yep. Um, that brings us kind of towards the end here. We, we do have golf to talk about. Have you figured out any any of the golf stuff? I know that we were playing in the Tiger Invitational Uh it literally says Tiger Invitational by Jason Duffner, uh, hosted by Auburn at Grand National uh, up in Opelika. So I know that uh, the Golden Eagles came out hot in round one. I, I know they had a lead. Um, and looking at stats now, I believe they just uh, played one round today. So. Uh, had the lead, and today uh, I guess Auburn decided to show up. Uh, they shot 18 under to kind of take over that lead. We're, we finished down in third right now um, behind Auburn and Troy. So not a great day today, but uh, still sort of in the hunt. I mean, if, if Auburn can shoot 18 under in a day, um, I have a good feeling that I mean, is this one of those where you're too. playing on, like, different courses? Like, how in the hell do they shoot 18 under? They're 30 under right now. Troy's at nine. So, I mean, it looks like. Yeah. Does Patrick Reed play for Auburn? <laughs> he could. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like he uh, got a couple of free drops or My something. My gosh. They'd use the ladies' tees? I don't, that's My goodness. <laughs> Have a day, Auburn. <laughs> so, I yeah, know. I mean, I think that's kind of where we are right now for golf. Um, so, I mean, I know typically they play three rounds. So, uh, yeah, so it looks like, yeah, March 7th. So, a lot of times in a tournament they'll do it's just a two-day and you play a you know 36 holes in one day. But it looks like – uh, the final round will be tomorrow. So, again, all we got to do is, is shoot like 20 something under tomorrow. Yeah. 
We got it right there. Either way, it looks like we're poised for like a top five finish. So yeah. With that kind of field, where is that ball? <laughs> we're good. Okay. It's morning track. Ooh. Oh. Ugh, high school baseball is so fun. Yeah. It has a feel about it, doesn't it? I know we're trying to wrap up here, but can we talk about this field for a second? And and this uh, and just it, it, how cool it is to be out here. If you guys hadn't been to West Jones, or if you hadn't been out to a high school baseball game yeah. in a while, I haven't either. And this is there's I mean, something about you know from from the the anthem. Which I, by the way, I'm so glad we didn't start recording before the anthem. <laughs> they had a JV game before, and I just figured they had already done it, or maybe they do it for both. I'm not positive, but th- there's a just an Americana thing going on here it really is yeah it's it's i don't know I, i'm i'm loving it. this this seat is incredible i yeah. mean if i could have this seat at pete taylor park it would i would have had to donate like three thousand dollars yeah i mean i would have to be in the circle um it's incredible and we actually tweeted out a picture um you know from where we're sitting kind of talking about recording live tonight so if you're listening and you haven't seen that go back to our twitter account and you'll see kind of where we are uh, it is an awesome and, – and we're seeing some good baseball. I mean, we've had some balls hit to the wall, bounced off the wall, um, and uh, Coach Sutton's going to get them going here in the second half. Yeah, very cool. Let's come back and do this more often. Um, okay, the To The Top Talk Tour, we've mentioned it a few times. Look, it's getting kind of close. It's April 21st and 22nd. There's still some spots available. There's, I want to say six. I hadn't talked to Chad this week. But there's there's probably six spots remaining. Just get somebody, get a partner. All of the proceeds go to Southern Miss Golf. We have a blast. We usually go out to Fourth Street Bar um, after the Friday round. It's super fun. It's um, it, we're gonna have a black team and a gold team. I'm gonna be the captain of one. Chad's the captain of the other. Uh, and it's Ryder Ryder Cup style. Yeah. So you know, just don't worry about if you're not, if you're not a good player or if you're like, man, I'm too good for that. It, I mean, you know, you, it's 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 Ryder Cup style. So we're gonna pitch you against somebody. Uh, your team is gonna be against a, a team of equal uh, playing playability. Yeah. Yeah. Playability. Yep. So just as long as you don't lie on your handicap. Um, talking about you, Steve Farmer. Don't be don't be lying. <laughs> No sandbagging. Um, yeah, all, all the proceeds go to Southern Miss Golf. It's really fun. Wes Jones has scored a run. So that is two to one. I think that was a foul ball, though. He, was it? Are we yeah, having a replay? I think, yeah, I think they're going to send them back. I want to see a replay. <laughs> replay. I think it was – well, how did he walk if it was – I don't know. Something ha- – I mean, he, I think he was hit by pitch. Is it dead ball? Okay, okay. That, it's got to be. Well, let's wait five minutes, and then somebody will come trotting out of the dugout, and they'll tell us something that we already knew. That's how replays go. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go with the way it was called on the field. Um, don't forget, you guys can go to givewingtosouthernmiss.com and donate. We're still sitting at that 93% mark of the $150 million goal. Uh, if anybody can just take that 93% right to $150 million, you know what? We'll start having some cooler stuff around campus. Don't grave about the facilities anymore. If you got that kind of change, scratch a check. Don't forget that our title sponsor is the 4th Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to be pre- and post-game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on. If you can't make it to the game, they have a $9.95 plate lunch Monday through Friday. There's your home-style plate lunches. We don't ever talk about like the drinks and stuff that they have, mm-hmm. but we went by the other day after the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided not to fuzzies this time. We went to the 4th Street Bar. 
Jack and I were back there playing some Silver Strike bowling and some pool. He does. He slaps it around with his hand. Yeah. He actually beat me one game. I was like, whatever. Of course, he gets two shots to every one of mine. But anyway, um, it, it, it was it was fun. Now my wife, she was getting the lemon drop martinis. She said they're awesome. Yeah. I'm always like, what's the cheap beer that you have? Exactly. I'll have one of those, please. And they got that, right? PBR, baby. I was going PBR. I was going High Life. Um, so they got that. They had a Bloody Mary bar set up with all the stuff you could just add in there if you wanted. Nice. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, um, don't forget to go by the 4th Street Bar. And, and while you're there, you might as well tag us. Tell us, tell, us to, tell us that you went there. And tell the people behind the bar that you're there because of us. That would be pretty cool. Let's get to the shout outs, Pilo. What you got? Yeah. Um, man, not, not really a lot. I know earlier we had talked about uh, the, the rally bike visors. And I... I, I think I can announce on here that we're going to do a second run. I think we've had so many people uh, be all over it uh, and and excited about it. And we may, if I can get enough support, we may do a hat. Uh, I know some people are like, I'm not a visor person. Uh, I know uh, Tink, actually, uh, Coop's wife, was like, I really want a hat. I'm not a visor person. So uh, I don't know. This round may be... Uh, maybe a hat so uh, once we get some more details it'll either be from us or uh, myself my personal uh, twitter account or rally bike uh with with john smith so so that that was very successful and um and so um, was that a shout out that you're doing yeah i i don't really know what that was if it was really not a shout out because i was not diligent today uh, <laughs> and <laughs> wrote down some shout outs i did have a shout out for aaron hall uh, a good friend of ours and uh, I spent most. I actually got to the game and like the, a little late on Sunday. Uh, went to the late service at church and, and yeah, you can get to our spot till like the seventh inning. Yeah, so I, I yeah I didn't get all the way down until until it was like almost over. Uh, but I kind of hung out at the curve there and, and talked to Aaron Hall for a while and, and we had a good time to kind of catch up and talk. Actually, shook hands with uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert, Delbert Hoseman and he you know uh, can we call him Deho? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Metal Deho, uh, it was that was cool. So uh, anyway, I, I don't really have a lot, uh, but yeah, that wraps it up. I'd like to give a shout out. Number one, I want to give a shout out to Coop's mom. She came out, Gwen. Coop's mom. Yeah, she made it out to the game this weekend. Uh, always great to see. Uh, always great to see her. Um, she makes the best pancakes that I've ever had in my life. But back in college, she would just dare me. She would just keep. Just keep uh, putting them down, like like she she have it on the griddle, and uh, I would eat like three of them, and then like I'd get done and kind of pushing my plate, and there'd be another pancake right there. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Sounds I'll like eat that, time. and I get done with that. I I don't know. I think she was trying to have me like set a record or something, or I don't know. So we need a griddle in spot 39. If we do, she's the pancake maker for <laughs> okay. sure. Uh, and speaking of cooking good stuff, uh, my next shout out is to our good buddy Will Taylor. Yeah. Local restaurateur, uh, glory bound guy. Um, they got a few locations with that uh, around the southeast. Um, and he also has the Lady May down in Ocean Springs. It's awesome. I just had lunch there a couple weeks ago. If you haven't been to the Lady May, it's not on government. It's kind of just off. I have not been there. Yeah. It's not on go- You go past government, it's right there on your left. It's okay. really cool. Uh, great spot. I get this. Uh, buttered chicken thing that comes with some macaroni with this uh, a biscuit and fried chicken that you put butter on. Uh, I mean, exactly what it's called, but yeah. it, it's 
Incredible. Sold. It's really good. So I wanted to give him a shout out too. Pila, man, before we close it out all the way, I know we've kind of gushed over this park and this the atmosphere that we have and everything and people looking at us like, what the hell are they doing? Are they doing play by play? They're gonna it's gonna be even funnier in a minute when we leave in like the fifth inning. They're gonna be like, did they just quit? Hey! There we go. Line drive down the left field and line. Runner around third. Runner coming into third. He's going to plate one run. Oh, two. Two There's runs. a guy on third, so it should be 2-2. Two, two. score should be tied up 2-2. Two two. There we go. The crowd goes wild. Man, we got a good one here. We got a ball game. But anyway, is, is there anything else you want to add to just what's, what, what we've what we've tried to to capture here tonight? Yeah, no. I mean, it's an awesome experience, and I know – and I know uh, Coach Sutton, I'm going to call him, uh, would have us out here every game if he, if we could. So uh, I, I wonder know. if these players know that their coaches are like living legends. I wonder if they're just like whatever, man. That's Coach Trey. They probably don't believe that he was. Yeah, whatever. You know, that's Coach. That's Coach Jarrett. Like, exactly. Uh, There's like two of the best hitters in the exactly. history of Southern Miss. I mean, this is just so cool to be here. Can you imagine being one of the players and and, and you're getting instruction from these guys? Right. And you know that some of them turn around like, whatever, man, that ain't the way I do it. I'm like, uh, hello. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not like, you know, social media and, and iPhones and all that was a big thing when we all played. So it's not like they can just scroll on TikTok and see Trey Sutton hitting a bomb. You know, like it's not like it's readily available. Yeah. You have to actually dig uh, through the archives to find. Yeah. And it's not like they played 100 years ago. Like it's, it's just it's just not easily accessible. You can go find Hoff hitting like an upper deck shot for the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Look, the, well, the Mustangs are still bad, and I don't feel great about signing it off before they finish, but there's zero outs, and we're well past the hour mark right now, so we're going to go ahead and close it anyway. Um, guys, thank you for enduring uh, our, our little adventure <laughs> on here at West Jones on the little perch down the left field line. Such a cool spot to watch a game. But thanks for listening in today. Whatever day you might have listened in and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J. Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. You can follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Really hope you guys enjoyed it. It's very, very interesting for us, and we sure enjoyed it. So I hope that comes across too. Tell somebody to the top today, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Bam, bam, bam. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg. Never venture far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you
season is over and gone The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee But I chose Southern Mississippi And right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football. But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. When the football season is over and done, all your teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 